Have you ever tried to lose weight, you know, maybe on a diet or a specific program and you've been working really hard and maybe you saw some success the first couple of weeks and that was great, but then things started to taper off, but you're feeling frustrated and maybe you even want to quit because what was working before doesn't seem to be working anymore. And you're like, what, why is this even worth it? Why should I even bother? So today we're going to talk about number one, why that happens. Number two, how it's totally normal that it happens. And number three, we're gonna address the five things you can do to help yourself move past that feeling and get on with being awesome. All right, let's get to it. Do you ever feel like you know all the diet rules about eat this, but not that, and so you know what to do, but you just have a hard time actually doing it? I'm here to tell you, you are not the problem. Hi, I'm Lizzie. Welcome to the Confident Body Podcast, where we talk about all the mental and emotional parts of weight loss that diets don't tell you. It's time to step past the shame and the guilt from old diets and stop feeling like you're waiting to lose weight in order to fully participate in life. If you're ready to drop the diet mindset and learn what it takes to truly feel happy and confident in your own skin, you're in the right place. Let's get started. Well, hello there. How is it going? I have a random question for you today. What is going right with your body today? I bring this up because yesterday I had a stomach ache and all all I could fixate on for the whole day. And I was like, oh, is this appendicitis? You know, the hypochondriac in me was like, am I going to have to go to the emergency room? Blah, blah, blah. And my husband's like, whoa, let's like slow your roll here, pump the brakes a little bit. And after a little while, I was like, you know what? Instead of fixating on what's not right, maybe I could take a minute to look at all the things that are going just fine and actually really great with my body. I was like, well, my feet feel good. And Actually, my stomach feels pretty good most of the time. I mean, it's just occasionally it feels a little off. And, you know, my eyes can see what's great about the, you know, the outside my window. It's a beautiful day and those sorts of things. So just a, you know, little reminder to sometimes look for what's going right with your body. uh, Because usually 98% of the things that are going on with your body are going right. All right. So today we are talking about what to do when you feel like giving up when you want to quit. Uh, so I'm gonna start with a story. I remember one time uh, a friend from work had mentioned uh, working out with somebody who had helped them with their fitness. And I was like, really? You're like, you know, I'm trying to lose a few pounds. Like, tell me more. And uh, this guy had had some success with this trainer. And so I you know, got the name and I ended up hiring this fella to help me lose some weight. My first mistake was this was a dude. Uh, like, in, in, in every sense of the word, like he was... Uh, a big weightlifting guy and he was into like how many deadlifts can I do and you know he helped me work through what what should my macros be and how what should my lifting exercises be and I was like I okay I'll like play along with this and but after about two weeks my weight had not changed I felt extremely frustrated and unmotivated by my workouts because you know I was like what's the point I'm this isn't working and so I felt like I was really working hard, but I wasn't seeing any results and I felt like giving up. Needless to say, I did not renew the contract with that trainer and I basically decided, I told myself the story of like, well, that didn't work and I kind of just went back to my old ways and you know, ended up gaining a little bit of weight. So today I wanna to talk about why that happens. So first of all, we are humans. We are driven actually more by progress and seeing progress than actually achieving the results. Um, there's a great book called The Progress Principle by Teresa Amiable, I think that's how you pronounce it. And she talks about how 
human beings, we are wired to feel motivated by feeling progress. And actually achieving the result is sort of almost a letdown compared to the progress that we get there. So weight loss is one of the hardest things because sometimes it's really difficult to see progress. Sometimes it takes a long time. And if the scale is the thing that gets in your head and it, you know, perhaps you aren't using the scale, then you've got to measure your progress by, well, how do my clothes feel? And that can take months for, for you to notice any difference. And so it can be easy to get discouraged quickly when we're not seeing progress quickly because that is the way our brains are wired. We get frustrated when reality is not meeting our expectations and we get, begin to get discouraged. We begin to see all the reasons why weight loss is hard and all the ways we see in which this is not working. And then our mental filter gets kind of tuned into all the ways in which it is not working, into all the ways in which weight loss is hard. And again, that's completely natural. Our brains are wired to look for what's wrong, what's different. You know, back in the caveman days, the ancestors that lived to pass on their genetics were the ones that were like constantly scanning the environment for like, what, what's wrong here? What, what's different? And so our default setting is to figure out what's not working. Except in the, ter- in, in the realm of weight loss, that leaves us wanting to quit because our brains are naturally scanning for, wait, how is this not working? What are the ways in which I'm not seeing progress? And so when, if we're also wired to be motivated by progress and thus demotivated by not seeing progress, then that combination makes us end up wanting to quit. And we say, why bother? This is not worth it. Ugh. So what do you do in a situation like that? How, how do you turn that around? So let's talk about the five things you can do to help turn around that feeling of like, why should I even bother? And I just feel like quitting, I feel like giving up. So for step number one, get real with yourself about your expectations. I had a boss one time who said something so profound and it seemed like so obvious. I was like, well, duh. But it, the way that he put it, I was like, wow. And he said, disappointment happens when reality and expectations don't line up. Let me say that again. Disappointment happens when reality and expectations don't light up. So what are your expectations? And a lot of times we're, we don't necessarily get super clear with ourselves in advance of like what our expectations are. Like, I'm just going to go on a diet and I'm going to lose weight and it's going to be great. Well, okay, let's get a little bit more granular about that. How fast are you expecting to see results? So after a week, are you expecting to have lost a pound, three pounds? Are you expecting to see any difference? Um, you know, how quickly are you expecting to see things move in the direction? And again, be really honest with yourself. If things are not changing, how much time are you willing to give it to before you begin to feel like this isn't working? Also, once you get clear on those expectations, once you kind of make that explicit in your brain, as opposed to just this sort of unarticulated, it's going to be fine, then check your expectations to see, are they realistic? So healthy weight loss can certainly be a range, but a a nice kind of average round number is one pound per week. So one pound per week is a healthy, sustainable way to lose weight. Sometimes it's a little more, oftentimes it's a little less, but if you take the number of pounds you want to lose and you calculate one pound per week, look at the calendar. How many weeks away is that? What is the date on the calendar between now and then from when you will have lost that weight or could reasonably to expect to see some progress towards that. So for example, let's say you wanted to lose 20 pounds. 
So one pound per week, that's 20 weeks. What date on the calendar is 20 weeks from now? Count it out. I remember after the pandemic, I had about 15 pounds to, to, to lose. And I was like, whew, that pandemic, it, it, that came on quickly. And so I began to get a little frustrated, but I used this exercise, one pound per week, 15 weeks from now. I, I don't remember exactly when I started, but it was like November was when the end was. And it really helped me have patience in the middle when I was beginning to feel frustrated around like mid-September. And I was like, well, I'm not even close to late November yet. So, you know, cool your jets. It's okay. Let's stick with the process, work the process, keep it going. So give yourself the gift of patience. What if it took a year? Would it be worth it? You know, what, what if this was the last time you ever had to lose weight, but it did take a year? Would you still be willing to give yourself the grace and the patience and the gift of slow and steady wins the race? You are worth having the patience for. Your goals are worth the effort it takes to get there a little bit at a time. Just give that time, you know, growing a baby takes nine months. Like you wouldn't be frustrated with growing a baby after, you know, six weeks because it hadn't happened yet. If you knew that your weight loss was going to take a year and you could accept that, or maybe it's going to take nine months, maybe it's going to take six months, whatever it is, if you can get okay with the process taking a certain amount of time, that allows you to have the patience in the process when it feels like it's not working and you feel like giving up. Okay, the second thing you can do to help turn your mindset around when you feel like giving up is something that I call why bother. So when you're losing weight, it can be really tempting to, to get to the point where you're just like, I'm working so hard, the scale is not moving, why do I even bother? And yet, if you think about it, you can tell yourself, I know the scale will change at some point, but it won't change unless I keep going. And I have to be thinking about all the amazing things I'm doing for myself and my body rather than getting upset about what's not happening on my own made-up timeline. Focus in on the things that you are doing and the ways that you are taking care of yourself. That's why. That's why you bother. When expectations are not being met, it does not mean to quit. It doesn't mean to stop doing amazing things for yourself. It just means your timeline is delayed. Keep doing those amazing things for yourself. The, the answer to the question, why bother, is because you are worth doing those amazing things for yourself. And even if your, your weight never changes, those amazing things that you're doing for yourself are going to pay, ah, they're going to pay dividends and they're going to help you feel great no matter what the scale says. So that is step number two for what to do when you feel like giving up. Step number three for shifting your mindset when you feel like giving up is, I got a question for you. What exactly would you want to give up? So let's get really clear on this. You, you know, you're feeling frustrated. You're not making the progress that you want to make. And you say, oh, why bother? I might as well just give up. Well, what would you give up? What is it that you're doing right now that is too hard to keep doing forever? So for example, maybe you're working out five days a week and maybe that's a lot. Maybe that's a, you know, a little bit too much to keep, to, to keep doing. And so maybe that's a signal they're like, all right, let's just dial it back a little bit. Maybe let's go for two days a week. Um, maybe you're trying to be perfect with your with your plan, your, your weight loss plan or your meal plan. So maybe you need to plan in some extra snacks. Maybe you need to plan in for Friday night when you feel like having pizza and beer or wine or whatever, instead of expecting yourself to be perfect. Have a greater sense of grace for yourself in the plan 
so that you can be more consistent and feel more successful, feel that progress of when you are successfully enacting the plan. Speaking of plans, meal planning is one of the best things you can do for weight loss. But the goal is, especially when you're getting started, the goal is not necessarily to follow the plan perfectly because that leads to all or nothing thinking. When when you're like, I didn't follow my plan perfectly, I might as well just blow it. The goal with meal planning is not to be perfect. The goal with meal planning is to get curious about what's going on when you decide, I don't want to follow my plan. Like that is the goal of the meal plan of like, okay, hold on. My decision-making brain decided that this was going to be a good idea to have this meal, but now I don't want it. Why not? What's different? Did I plan something too kind of strict? Did I not give myself enough, um, you know, fun things to eat? Or am I just feeling bored right now? And maybe I just need to go for a walk. The, the idea with meal planning, it helps put your decision-making plan, uh, decision-making part of your brain in the driver's seat, but the goal is not to be perfect. If you follow your plan 30%, that is still a lot better than not making a plan at all. So give yourself the grace to not be perfect with a meal plan. And the gold is getting curious about what is the reason why you want to go off the plan and look at that with curiosity and compassion, not judgment. I got a little off track there. Um, We were talking about what is there to give up? So when you feel like giving up, ask yourself, okay, exactly what is it that I am not willing to keep doing five years from now? And whatever the answer is, that is your signal to cut it in half and then cut it in half again. Make your goals so easy, like lower the bar to what you're trying to accomplish so that it is so easy that you can't not do it. That like, you know, if my goal is to uh, eat one vegetable a week, I'm like, all right, I, I, I can manage that. Or if my goal is to do 10 squats, like stand up and sit down from the chair 10 times once a day, I'm like, yeah, that's, that's probably something I could do. So lower the bar of success to help you feel successful so that you can feel that progress. And that is the fuel that keeps you going. All right. So step number three, look for what exactly are you willing to give up or that you would want to give up and then cut that in half and cut it in half again. Awesome. All right. Step number four, check your mental filter. So earlier I was talking about when you're feeling frustrated, your brain begins to see all the reasons why this is hard. Weight loss is hard. Your brain begins to see all the ways in which it's not working. And whatever you're looking for, you'll find it. So you got to be really careful what, what your brain is filtering for. The brain, you know, so many different pieces of information are coming at us all the time. And so there's no way that we could uh, take that all in and, you know, be aware of all of them all at the same time. So our brain has a filtering system. It's called the reticular activating system that helps you kind of isolate what are the things that are important to me. And it just puts the rest of it in the background. It's almost like back in school when we use a highlighter on textbooks, like the the reticular activating system is the highlighter of your brain. It's saying, these are the important things. Pay attention to this. The thing is, the reticular activating system pays attention to what you tell it to pay attention to. So if you're thinking thoughts of like, this isn't working, weight loss is hard, you're telling your brain to pay attention to how weight loss is hard. So it is highlighting in in the book of weight loss, all the reasons and all the ways in which weight loss is hard. Yikes, that is not helpful. Happily, 
you get to be in charge of where you kind of point your filter, put the, the flashlight of your attention. And, you know, like I said, it is natural to feel frustrated. It is natural to sometimes default into that, you know, what's going wrong? Why is it not working? But since that is the default setting, if you want to proactively look for what's going right, you've got to do it on purpose because the default setting is to look for what's wrong. So you got to take control of your reticular activating system. You've got to take control and proactively point your filter, your flashlight of attention, where you want it to look. So you can look for, instead of how weight loss is hard or how this isn't working, you can say, what is something great that I did for myself today? Even if I wasn't perfect, what was one thing that helped me feel healthier today? What was the best part of my day? Or what was something fun about today? You know, there are so many ways in which you can proactively tune your filter into what you wanted to see. Remember at the beginning of the episode, I said, what's going right about your body? That is an example of proactively tuning your filter, your reticular activating system to say, this is what I feel like is important. Brain, I want you to highlight these things. And your brain will get to work finding those things. So look for the ways that you are making progress. Look for ways that you are doing amazing things for yourself rather than all the ways in which it is hard or all the ways that it's not working. You get to decide what you focus on. Whatever you focus on expands and whatever you're looking for, you'll find it. So be careful where you point that filter. All right, and finally, the fifth thing you can do to shift your mindset when you're feeling like you wanna give up is to change the metric of success. So here's what I mean. The scale is usually the metric we use to measure our success with weight loss. And you know, it's again, not your fault. The way that society has brought us up is that we define our worth a lot of times by what the scale says, by the number. It is taking this outside, outsized uh, importance in our lives of how much do we weigh. And the scale is like the be all end all of like, am I doing good today or am I not doing good today? And so we measure our success by what the scale says. But sometimes, you know, whether it's water retention or hormones or all kinds of different things, the scale is not always under your control. So there's a lot of things about the, like the scale measures your overall uh, gravitational pull towards the earth. It does not measure how much you ate yesterday necessarily. So the scale can go up even when you had a quote unquote good day yesterday for lots of different reasons. So number one, let's say you had something salty yesterday. Your water, your body's going to be retaining water. Let's say you uh, lifted weights yesterday. Your body is going to be retaining a little bit more water because weightlifting ha does little micro tears in your muscles. And the first thing that your body does to heal itself is inflammation. Uh, speaking of healing itself, let's say you have a bruise or an injury or you're recovering from something, uh, whether it's a cold or you, you know, banged your knee, uh, any that creates swelling. And so that could make the scale go up. Maybe you need to have a bowel movement that could have the scale go up all kinds of things, hormones, even the weather. So the scale is not always 100% within our control. In addition, the scale measures a result, not an action. The scale is the outcome. It is a result. It is not something you can do. So what if we made the measure of success an action that is within your control and then just let the results take care of themselves? So here's an, uh, some examples of some ideas. Let's say that you were trying to focus on exercise this week. So you could measure the number of minutes that you walked per day or number of hours or minutes that you walked this week. 
You could measure the number of consecutive days you did some stretching. Uh, you know, there's lots of different ways that you can measure success based on something that's completely within your control related to exercise. Let's say you wanted to focus on your nutrition. So you could measure your success based on the number of days eating a vegetable as a snack this week or number of consecutive days that you stopped eating after 7 p.m. Let's say you were trying to focus on your portion control. You could measure your success based on the number of meals that you ate on a smaller plate this week or the number of times you served yourself three quarters of a portion instead of a, a full portion. Um, maybe you're working on mindfulness. Perhaps you could measure your success based on the number of times you put your fork down during the meal or how many times you, you know, chewed your food or how many meals did you spend just at the table with you and the food without a distraction, you know, a screen or a book or something like that. Let's say you're trying to reduce the amount of something. So you're trying to have less sugar or less wine or something like that. So you could measure your success based on the number of days you only had X amount of the thing you're having to, trying to have less of. So the number of days I only had two pieces of chocolate instead of five, you know, something like that. The reason why changing the metric can be so powerful is number one, it helps you see that progress, going back to the idea of the progress principle, but also it is those actions that create the result you're looking for. But when you only focus on the results, you get discouraged. And sometimes we even stop doing those positive actions because you're feeling demoralized. So if you can shift your focus to feeling proud of yourself and feeling awesome for the very real and tangible positive actions you're taking, then you can create and cultivate that, those positive emotions that help you maintain progress, that help you keep going. And there are so many things that you can measure and keep track of that are within your control. Do yourself the favor of banking your progress on the very tangible ways that you are positively changing your life and the results, in other words, the scale, will take care of itself. All right. Remember, you are just human. You are doing your best. Allow yourself to be imperfect at this. It's okay. You are completely worthy exactly as you are. No perfection allowed. All right, and to wrap up, if you want one confident, tiny action step this week, I want you to choose one action this week that you have complete control over. I listed out a bunch just a minute ago. I want you to focus on that. Remember, the scale is an outcome. It's a result. It's not an action. So focus on one action and measure your success by that. Measure your success by the number of times you did that action. And give yourself a range. So for example, like ideally, let's say you wanted to meditate. Ideally, I wanna meditate six days this week, but if life does, doesn't go according to plan, I'll be happy with three days of meditation. Plan for what happens when life doesn't go perfectly because how often does life go perfectly? I mean, let's be honest. So give yourself a range. Ideally, I'm aiming to do X, but if life doesn't go to plan, I will be happy with Y. Give yourself a range. The idea is to help you have the best chance of feeling successful. Feeling successful is the money. It's where the win is because we want to feel progress. And so if success equals perfection, you are setting yourself up for failure. So give yourself the best chance to feel successful by lowering the bar of success and giving yourself a range. Then I also want you to plan. When are you going to do that thing you're aiming to do? When are you going to meditate? When are you going to exercise? What meal of the day are you going to have that vegetable? If you're going to stop eating by 8 p.m., which days of the week are you going to do that? And make a plan. Like, you know, Friday is probably not the day to try and stop eating by 8 p.m. because you're going to be tired by the end of the week. Give yourself the gift of making a solid plan so that you're setting yourself up for success. Again, 
feeling successful is where the win is. And then send me a note. Let me know how it goes. Lizzie at confidentbody.coach. I'd love to hear about it. So that's what I've got for you this week. When you feel like giving up, number one, get real with yourself about what your expectations are. Number two, ask yourself why bother? And the reason why is because you're doing amazing things anyway. Number three, ask yourself what exactly is there that I would give up? What am I not willing to keep doing five years from now? Number four, check your mental filter. Where are you pointing your attention and do so proactively? And number five, change your metric of success. Make sure that you are banking your success on an action that is within your control, not a result that is to- that is not necessarily completely within your control. Do me a favor. If there's anything in this episode that's helped you, I would love for you to think of one person that could benefit from it. What is one friend that you know, a sister, a cousin, something, you know, maybe you the friend you meet for coffee. Who is somebody that could benefit from this message? And maybe just tell them about this podcast. Maybe share this podcast episode with them. That would be really great because the whole idea is to help people feel like it's not their fault and you can keep going. And remember, love yourself because you are a creation of the divine. so much for listening today. Seriously, I know it's not a small thing and I genuinely appreciate it and I hope it helped you. Make sure you head on over to confidentbody.coach tips and sign up for my seven top tips for little shifts that create big results so that you can start feeling confident in your body right now. I will see you next week. And until then, remember you are a miracle.